Hi everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of Caton's Corner here on CUTV. As always, I'm your host Tom Caton. And before we get the show started today, there is a reason for celebration as we film today's show and it's February 24th. Two days ago on February 22nd marked the three year anniversary of the first ever premiere of Caton's Corner. My show is now three years old, it's a toddler and I can't believe that. It was on February 22nd, 2019 when the season premiere episode of Caton's Corner was launched on CUTV. Now, saying I was nervous that day was a total understatement. I was extremely nervous and terrified to step in front of the camera for the first time ever during my time as a crew member here in CUTV. I worked behind the camera multiple times, but this was my first time getting in front of the camera. And I knew what to expect, but I did let my nerves get the best of me a little bit on that day we filmed. Uh, furthermore, I can gladly say my opening monologues have improved over the last three years. I'm not saying and my monologues were ever bad. I'm just was not as fully prepared back then in the early days on the show <laughs> compared to how I am today. Speaking of opening monologues and uh, with me celebrating the three year anniversary of the launch of my show, I figured now is a perfect time to look back and reminisce on the very first monologue I ever delivered on Caden's Corner. Take a look. Hi everybody, welcome into a brand new show here on CUTV. I'm your host, Tom Caton, and you are all tuning into the very first official episode of Caton's Corner. It's going to be a talk show-based program here on CUTV. I'm looking forward to it. I've always been behind the scenes on CUTV, running camera or doing something else, but this is my first time taking over a show here on CUTV. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited, and it's going to be a great day. There you go. It's crazy to see how many things change in the course of three years. My sets, my look, my hairdos, <laughs> you name it. A lot of things have changed on the show during the last three years and seven seasons, but I am grateful for delivering the show to all of you, and it brings me nothing but joy and happiness. After all, this is a profession I'm trying to land for myself in the future, so I guess it was a good thing I started the show when I did. <laughs> Thanks forever and always goes out to Gary Smith, our director and advisor for CTV for pushing and motivating me to launch the show. Thanks, Gary. You know I'll always appreciate it. Aside from that, uh, let's move into our next segment and take a look at this week's hot topics. Why don't we? All right. First up, Super Bowl 56 was played at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Almost two weeks ago on February 13th, the Los Angeles Rams claimed a victory against the Cincinnati Bengals with a final score of 23 to 20. The Rams may have won the Super Bowl title and the Vince Lombardi Trophy, but one Rams player won a little bit more that day. Rams safety Taylor Rapp celebrated with two rings on Super Bowl Sunday. After winning the big game, Rapp proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Danny Johnson, right on the field where she happily accepted. The Rams then posted a video of the proposal on their Instagram page after the game with a caption that read, more than one ring tonight. Congratulations to Rapp and Johnson on their proposal. Next up, beauty is being redefined after Victoria's Secret has selected their first ever model with Down syndrome. 25-year-old Sofia Hirao is from Puerto Rico and she is making history as the first Down syndrome model to be featured by Victoria's Secret. Hirao took to Instagram to make the announcement in her post. Hirao stated, one day I dreamed of it, I worked on it, and today is it is a dream come true, excuse me. We are so proud of Hirao and the success she is destined to have. 
Next up, if you have been staying up to date with the 2022 Winter Olympic Games in Beijing, China, you may have noticed that the USA placed third with its medal count this year. In grand total, our country had won a total of 25 medals, eight of them being gold, 10 more being silver, and the remaining seven being bronze. Germany came in second place with a total of 27 medals, and Norway came in first place with a total of 37 medals. The Winter Olympics concluded on February 20th, and preparations for the 2026 Winter Olympic Games are already underway, believe it or not. The 2026 Winter Olympics is scheduled to be hosted from February 6th to 22nd in two Italian cities, Milan, and I'm probably going to screw up this other one, Cortina, Diempezzo, Italian cities, that's it. <laughs> up next, uh, you might soon see uh, robots flipping your burger the next time you visit a White Castle location. The hamburger chain recently announced that it will be installing a robot fry cook called Flippy 2 in 100 of its store locations. While some White Castle employees have mixed emotions about their jobs being reassigned to a robot, upper management of the company said employees can now focus on satisfying and creating memorable moments for customers. And finally, Wendy Williams is unexpectedly ending her talk show this spring after 13 seasons on the air. Williams, age 57, has not set foot on her show since the beginning of season 13 last September due to health issues. The show has had multiple guest hosts, most of the time being Sherry Shepard, throughout this season. Sherry Shepard will be taking over Williams' time slot with her own talk show launching this upcoming September. Shepard is saddened by the news, but she wants to state for the record that she's not replacing Williams. She's only taking over until Williams recovers. But not all hope is lost for the Wendy Williams show because producers of the talk show are keeping an open mind to relaunching Wendy's show once she recovers from her health issues and if Williams has the strength to do so. It's tough to hear and see another talk show come to an end, but it's all for the right reasons right now, and hopefully Wendy can make a full recovery and come back. Well, that does conclude this installment of Hot Topics. Be sure to tune in to the next episode for another installment. All right, we will step aside for a quick commercial break. Caton's Corner will return in a moment here on CUTV. Stay tuned, everybody. Back by popular demand and better than ever is late night dining in the Natalie Student Center. Join us starting Monday, October 18th at the hot spot for evening dining, Natalie Evening Eats, located on the second floor of Natalie next to Umami. Open Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. and on weekends, 7.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m., Natalie Evening Eats is a one-stop shop for your favorite menu items. Orders can be placed through our mobile app or at the designated Evening Eats kiosk. We can't wait to see you there. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My first guest of today's show met with me on Zoom earlier. She is the Director of Student Wellness Support Services here at Cal U, and it was so great speaking with her. Uh, here is my interview video with Rachel Michaels. Take a look. All right, well, just uh, introduce my first guest of the show. She's from the Cal U Counseling Center, and I'm very excited to have her here. Everyone, please welcome Rachel Michaels. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you so much for coming by. Um, Rachel, before we dive into it, if you just want to take a moment and briefly introduce yourself. Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Rachel Michaels. I'm the Director of Student Wellness Support Services. 
So I don't work in the counseling center, but I work very closely with our counselors and um, I do a lot of the mental health education and drug and alcohol education, um, health education, and I do um, the COVID response for the university at this point. So a couple of different things, but um, one of my main areas of focus is working with our university counselors and helping students get connected with counseling services um, on and off campus. Okay. And so, I mean, I guess that kind of takes care of the next question, explaining your duties and all that. Um, but ever since the pandemic, and it's crazy to think that's even coming up on two-year <laughs> anniversary of it, and it's unbelievable. Has duties at all changed from when the pandemic hit? Obviously, we went from in-person to online, and now we have that hybrid, but has anything significant, significantly changed because of that? Um, I think, obviously, like you just mentioned, the going remote and doing online therapy, which not everyone's going to love it, not everyone's going to hate it. So I think we've gotten kind of mixed reviews on it. But overall, I think for the most part, students actually prefer it. Um, it's easier. They don't have to leave their room or their house or whatever to come to campus. It's more convenient. Um, but then there are aspects of counseling that obviously are, are better suited for in-person sessions. So our counselors are still meeting with students in person. Um, for crisis sessions. So if a student is having a mental health crisis or struggling with thoughts of wanting to hurt themselves and, and more severe mental health concerns, um, our counselors will meet with them in person to do an assessment and um, figure out where they, you know, what kind of treatment they need and, and get them set up with those resources if that's something that they're not able to provide in the counseling center. Um, but other than just going remote, um, nothing really has changed with our counselors. They're still very busy. Um, I think the pandemic in general has caused a lot more mental health concerns in students, at least in college age students, and not just at Cal U. I think it's across um, probably the world, but especially uh, the nation. But um, we are seeing slightly higher numbers in increased um, referrals and uh, requests for counseling. But um, so it doesn't seem that the uh, Zoom option is limiting students to wanting counseling. Okay, and then I know coming up July 1st, this year we have the whole merger with Claren and Edinburgh. I know whilst they are separate universities, but are there going to be any changes at all with the Counseling Center or will stuff pretty much stay the same despite the merger? So we will be staying the same in terms of, you know, having our separate center on our campus. Um, and the same for Edinburgh and Clarion, they each have their own counseling center with their own staff and faculty. Um, but in terms of collaborations, I think it's going to be uh, exciting because we will now have the opportunity to work with people at other schools who maybe have different specialties or different trainings or a different understanding of different techniques and counseling um, education and experience. So I think it, it will be good to kind of work with other people. Um, we never want to like silo ourselves and and be in our own little box. We always want to learn and grow from what other people are doing and, and kind of realize that maybe things that we're doing here aren't the best or we could be doing them better based on how other schools are doing them and operating and vice versa. They could look at us and say, wow, we really like how they're doing it and it's effective. So we're going to adopt that and do it on our campus too. So I think in that aspect, it's pretty exciting um, to have different minds working together because ultimately at, at all three schools we're here to support our students so the more people and <clears throat> excuse me the more qualified and educated people we can get on board to do that uh, I think the better off the students are going to be. I know 
many people have mixed emotion, mixed emotions about this murder coming up. But do you? I know you may maybe briefly mentioned some, but uh, could there be any excitements that maybe people could look forward to with this merger? Sorry, any what? Do you think any anyone could find any uh, excitements about this merger happening? Um. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> like I said, I think it's it's good to have different people on different campuses with different experience levels and specialties and trainings and different education levels because um, we have three full-time uh, faculty counselors in our center and the other schools I believe have the same amount maybe one or two more on each campus but we all have different backgrounds and different education and different experience so I think the more people we can get involved the more types of specialties we can kind of work with students um, to help them. So I know you said you work very closely with uh, members that work in the Counseling Center. Uh, is there anything else maybe you think that some students might not know about the Counseling Center or maybe some information they should need to know? Um, our Counseling Center is based, I think a lot of students and staff, everyone in general, um, our Counseling Center is based on a brief short-term model. So for the most part, what that means is that students can meet with um, a counselor from our Counseling Center for six sessions throughout the semester. So it's basically once every other week for the entire semester. Okay. Um, that's great for students who are struggling with like anxiety or you know issues of you know first time students coming here. It's, it's a big culture. It can be a big culture shock um, and being away from home, being away from all their friends. So it's, it's uh, it can be an adjustment. So having those situations, it would be great to see someone in the counseling center for those types of things. Um, you know, breakups, typical things that happen uh, throughout <laughs> most people's college experience. But for higher level things, like if students have a history of, for example, like eating disorders or self-harm behaviors, the six session limit is not going to be great for them. So they can certainly still see our counselors in our counseling center. And of course, ever, anyone's able to see them for crisis. But I think a lot of people don't really realize that that's not the end all be all. So if, if you do have, or if a student does have a more severe issue, or if they just want more long-term counseling, um, I'm able to help them find services outside of campus. So our counselors are faculty, so they work off of the same schedule as students. So they, for the most part, are not here in the summer. Um, they're not here during winter break. So when school is in session, uh, spring and fall, they're here. But in those off times, students, some students don't like to take that like three month summer break and not have therapy in place. Um, so for students with, with more higher level need, it can be beneficial for them to meet with somebody outside of the counseling center and I'm able to set that up for them. And I don't know that everyone really is aware of that. Okay, and that's, that's interesting to hear. And I know I can relate my first time coming to campus for the very <laughs> first time. You do get a little bit anxious because you might not know everyone around mm -hmm. you, I believe two people from my high school that I graduated with came to Cal with me and we all went our separate ways. So it was definitely something interesting to see. And it's definitely great to know that uh, Cal offers all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So aside from that, uh, what should, what kind of steps should a student take if they are in need of counseling? How can they set up an appointment with a counselor? So since COVID um, and since going remote, everything um, back in 2020, I've handled, uh, I'd say about 99% of the referrals to counseling. So if a student wants to meet with a counselor, they can contact me via email, phone, or just by stopping in my office. 
Um, my preferred method of contact is email because I'm not always in my office. Um, if I'm at home or if I'm off or if I'm just off campus at a meeting somewhere else, um, I don't want students to get missed. So if you email me, I may not respond right away, but I'm constantly checking my emails. That's definitely the best way to reach me. Um, and then I ask students a very basic series of questions to determine if they're a good fit for counseling um, or you know, if they're in crisis, then I wanna get them in right away. I don't want them to have to wait a couple weeks for a meeting or, or even a week. Um, so I kind of make that determination as well when students request services. And then from there, I put them in touch with the counselor and they can make an appointment. Very good to hear. Um, before we wrap up this interview, Rachel, do you have any final words you would like to say? Uh, I just appreciate being uh, invited to this platform. I know obviously mental health, as I mentioned, and you mentioned as um, <clears throat> in college students is becoming more of a concern. And to know that there are students who may not know about the resources or may not have access to resources otherwise, I think it's really important to reach them and let them know that they do, they are able to meet with a counselor here. Um, it's, I think another misconception is that, you know, they can't afford it or it's too expensive, but our counseling center, um, there's no fees. Well, there are fees, but they're built into your tuition that you've already paid by being here. So you don't have a standard like off-campus counselor might have a copay or it goes through your insurance. You don't need any of that to be seen by a counselor here. Um, all of it has, has been like wrapped up into the tuition and fees that every student pays at the start of every semester. So financial issues should not hold any student back from seeing a counselor in the counseling center. And there's definitely no, people shouldn't be nervous or anything to go no. to counseling. No, I mean, I, I think in general, it, the um, acceptance of getting help for not even severe mental health concerns. I mean, everyone struggles with anxiety and depression and it's okay to ask for help with those things. And I think for a long time, those things have been kind of pushed under the rug and you know, things that we're not supposed to talk about, they happen, but let's ignore them. But now I think um, just in general, maybe it's just the new generation of students that we're seeing, but they're much more open to talking about their mental health and encouraging others to get the help that they need for their mental health, which I think is a really great thing. It's less stigmatized than it used to be. Then there's nothing scary. Sometimes even saying, asking for help or going maybe to see a counselor is the first step mm -hmm. ahead to help you out wherever you are mentally. Yeah, but, for sure. All right. Well, we will wrap up this interview. Uh, Rachel, again, thank you very much for taking time to meet with me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And I know if uh, you ever seek any mental help from the counseling center, you can definitely stop on down to the counseling center. You are located in, is it Carter? Hall? I am in Carter Hall G45. So if you're familiar with where the health center is, before you enter the main door to the health center, uh, there's a door to a different office on the right. And that's what, that's where I'm located. All right. Well, we will wrap up this interview. Uh, Rachel, again, thank you. Thank uh, you. Yes, please go to the health center if you ever need help or contact Rachel. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much, Rachel, for taking time out of your busy schedule to meet and talk with me. I appreciate it. All right, we'll step aside for another commercial break. Uh, Caton's Corner will return in a moment. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Back by popular demand and better than ever is late night dining in the Natalie Student Center. Join us starting Monday, October 18th at the hot spot for evening dining, Natalie Evening Eats, located on the second floor of Natalie next to Amami. Open Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. and on weekends, 
7.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m., Natalie Evening Eats is a one-stop shop for your favorite menu items. Orders can be placed through our mobile app or at the designated Evening Eats kiosk. We can't wait to see you there. Welcome back to the show, everyone. In lieu of a second guest, I want to spend a little more time reminiscing on the third year anniversary of the premiere of my show. Basically, I am celebrating that my show has lasted this long, believe it or not. <laughs> the first guest I ever interviewed on Kate's Corner was my good friend, Kimmy Rhodes, and she was just here a few weeks ago for the season seven premiere, so it was kind of a full circle moment for me in a way. Uh, with that being said, let's take a moment, stroll down memory lane, and throw it back to the first interview ever from the first show ever on February 22nd, 2019. Take a look. Kimberly Rhodes. Hi, Kimmy. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? Good. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> you, you have to be excited. Very, yeah. Very first guest on the very first show. I know, show. right? I mean, it's <laughs> just an honor. I was like, had to have... Good friend be a coast, and I had to have another good friend be the, be the first guest. So, <laughs> um, so first off, can want you to tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I'm a student here at Cal U. Um, I'm a sophomore, and I'm studying communications, radio, TV. And um, not too long ago, I started my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um, it's just my name, Kimberly Rhodes, R H O A D E S. So <laughs> next time someone finds himself on YouTube. Just yeah, check me out. The, yeah. <laughs> the name bar that came up, so yeah. We'll yeah. See, so. Um, so, really, what kind of inspired you to start a YouTube channel? Well, I really enjoy watching YouTube videos, and, um, you know, I just really, it's, it's really a nice outlet to um, be creative, and I love doing makeup, and I really just want to be that person that somebody can, you know, be like, oh, I'm having such a rough day, you mm -hmm. know, um, and just watch my videos and just kind of, you know, um, have that outlet mm -hmm. to just relax and enjoy watching a girl do some makeup. Because I know that I enjoy watching others do makeup as well, so. Did you have to make any lifestyle changes in order to start your YouTube career? Um, well, I had to do... Um, kind of quit doing theater here at Cal U, which was hard because, you know, theater was so time consuming um, and I had no time to do my YouTube uh, videos. And so it, it really does, it takes a few days to um, put up a video. It takes about a day to film a video. Um, it depends on the video. Um, some take an hour to film, some are vlogs, which will take all day because I'll wake up in the morning, start vlogging. I only have one vlog up now, but um, I'm definitely going to do more. But that mm -hmm. one I do have took all day. Yeah. And then I started editing it that night, and then I finished it the next day, and then I put it up that day. So it, it is time-consuming. Um, I don't have... Um, the highest, you know, editing, you know, equipment mm -hmm. out there like everybody else uses, but it is still time consuming because, um, you know, you still have to, you know, cut things and put music in and make an intro and do voiceovers and all that stuff. Because a few weeks ago, we kind of already had this interview. Um, I wrote a story about your YouTube page for the uh, Cow Times, mm -hmm. since I am the entertainment editor, and... I texted you asking if you knew any information about the theater department and the production they're putting on this year. And you said 
you had to make that little change. Yeah. You weren't able to participate. And then you were the one that gave me the story idea to write about your YouTube yeah. channel. And because it's not, it's not always easy to start a YouTube channel. It isn't. It really isn't because, you know, um, you have a lot of people judging you. And I was very bullied in middle school. Um, I, did, I was so bullied in middle school that I ended up doing cyber school in high school. Um, and so it, it took me a while to um, get the confidence to put my videos out there mm -hmm. um, because I'm like, oh, you know, people are watching me. People are, you know, they're, my anxiety just, you know, it wreaks havoc with me. But I was like, you know what? You, you know what you love to do. Just do it. Nothing <coughs> is stopping you. So that's why I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet and go for it. Mm -hmm. So, Are there any other YouTubers that kind of like inspired you? Well, I've been watching Tati Westbrook for a very long time. I love her so much. Um, she is, I want to say, she's like middle-aged, like late 30s, early 40s. But she has such an amazing um, makeup collection, such an amazing knowledge on makeup and she does such a nice job giving wonderful oh, reviews yeah. and so that's why I really you know um you know she's the one that really inspired me because I've been watching her for years yeah um so a lot of people they have different personalities and all that and they all post their own <coughs> unique kind of videos on YouTube so what can fans find what kind of videos can they find on your YouTube page? Um, well, they can find makeup videos, vlog videos, lifestyle videos. Um, like I said, I don't have too, too many out right now, but um, I want to start, right now I actually am starting a um, little segment on my uh, channel and I'm going to, I started out doing Edwardian uh, makeup and then I'm going to go on and do 20s makeup, mm -hmm. 40s makeup, 50s and so on and so forth until, you know, now, so. So I want to let people know, Alyssa, she's okay. She's off to the side, <laughs> recovering from coughing. So <laughs> that's why the seat's empty. She's okay. She'll be, she should be back. But um, so when can fans expect a new video to be uploaded? Um, I try and upload at least once a week. You know, um, I try and do it Wednesday or Thursday. I'm trying to keep it on Thursday. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, life happens. Yeah. So, yeah. but, um, you know, just turn the notification bell on and um, usually I will go on my social media and say, hey, uploading a video today or hey, working on a new video so you can expect a new video from me. And do you have um, a favorite video or something you've uploaded? Like what's your favorite video? Um, my favorite video that I've uploaded is probably the one I recently made is my Edwardian makeup tutorial mm -hmm. because I did my hair really cool and um, you know, I did, like historically accurate makeup yeah. and um, it was really cool it's not up yet but it will be up this weekend okay. um, and it it was really fun for me to do and you know it's it's not what everybody is doing but I still think that it's you know it's what I want to do and whether that's the popular or the cool thing or whatever mm -hmm. doesn't matter I just want to do it and you know mm -hmm. help teach people you know well how did somebody back in the you know in 1910 do their makeup and hair yeah. you know so I think it's really cool yeah and then kind of spoke about this a little earlier but it was probably my favorite question I asked you and favorite response what 
what's your intended goal or purpose to having a YouTube page? Well, um, like I said, you know, I really want someone to, you know, have that outlet to be like, oh, you know, I'm having a really rough day and I'm just, you know, um, I want to be able to relate to somebody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whenever I was growing up and I was getting bullied and everything like that, you know, I'd come home, I'd plop down on my bed and I'd go to my phone and I would watch YouTube videos because, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, I was like, wow, these girls are so beautiful. They're so amazing. And I just, I want, like, they're like a friend, but you don't, like, you don't talk to them. You know what yeah. I mean? But what's really nice is that actually some of them I do talk to now because of social media. Mm -hmm. You know, you can DM them and be like, oh my gosh, like, your last video was amazing. Mm -hmm. Or you can comment on, you know, their, um, on their Instagram posts or their videos, and they'll see that and they'll like it. And, you know, they'll, it's, it's really cool how social media, yeah. you know, you can kind of interact with people now. So, um, but I kind of just want to be that person for somebody to, you know, look up to, yeah. um, get tips from mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of be a friend to, because I know that I needed that and, yeah. you know, so. So I want to say, Kimmy, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Has to be exciting. I said first guest on the <laughs> first show. Uh, you want to check out Kimmy's YouTube page. Just type in Kimberly Rhodes mm -hmm. into the search bar the next time you find yourself on YouTube. Um, we are going to take a quick commercial break, so don't go anywhere. First episode of Kane's Corner. We'll be back after these messages. Stay tuned. Well, that's that. <laughs> Certainly does change over the course of three years. Some things got better, safe to say. <laughs> but uh, while I was rummaging through some of my stuff, uh, I found this note card might be a little hard to see because of the lights. Um, but this is the first ever note card from my show from that first episode three years ago compared to the card now. <laughs> so the logo got a little better. I know you, you cannot see this at all, but oh well. This card, three years old, has all the original writing on the inside of it too. <laughs> and then this card, just for fun. But uh, yeah, so a lot does change in the course of three years. I have so much fun doing this show, and I hope in return that you all have fun watching this show as well. But uh, with that being said, we will step aside for another commercial break, and when we return, uh, we're going to come back and play a game. Stay tuned. You're watching Caton's Corner on CUTV. Back by popular demand and better than ever is late night dining in the Natalie Student Center. Join us starting Monday, October 18th at the hot spot for evening dining, Natalie Evening Eats, located on the second floor of Natalie next to Umami. Open Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. And on weekends, 7.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m., Natalie Evening Eats is a one-stop shop for your favorite menu items. Orders can be placed through our mobile app or at the designated Evening Eats kiosk. We can't wait to see you there. Welcome back, everyone. It's near the end of the show. That means it's time to play a game. I have a good friend joining me in the studio, making his debut on my show, which he should be forever and always grateful for. We have John Sapir. Hi, John. Hi, Tom. Thank you for having me. It's, a, it's an honor. Long-time listener, first-time uh, guest on the show. I would say, this, not your first time on CTV, but maybe your first time 
and a studio show. Yeah, the first time in front of the camera. <laughs> Always looking forward to that, and I appreciate it. Definitely. All right, well, for today's game, I decided we need to play something new. I'm always playing the same old games. I know I've never played this game before, so I figured it should be fun. We'll give it a try. I hope you all are familiar with the game Two Truths and One Lie, because that's what we're playing today. So John and I will each give three statements. Two of them are truths. The other one is a lie. And our task is to decide which statement is the lie. Uh, let's see if we can win. Let's see what we can do. So let's go ahead and play. I will... Go first. Okay. These are my three. I have a twin sister. I've never broken a bone in my body. Or I know how to play the piano. John, which one do you think is oh. the lie? I don't know, man. Oh, my God. Uh, For people that really know me, I know they can rule out one of them easily. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to give that information away. <laughs> I feel like you don't know how to play the piano. I think that's my answer. That's your answer. Well, you are correct. I don't know how to play the piano. Maybe Mary had a little lamb, but that's about it. <laughs> Maybe that's why we had lambs in the beginning there. But yes, that is it. I have a twin sister, Megan. Everyone knows that. I know I've never broken a bone in the body. At least I don't think I have. <laughs> I know I haven't. But yes, all right. Next one. I didn't learn how to tie shoes until I was 13. My dad has my name tattooed on his arm and I've never traveled to the West Coast. I feel like I just want the first one to be alive because I don't want to think that you didn't know how to tie your shoes until you were 13, so I'm gonna go with that one. Well, that is incorrect. What? <laughs> There's no I, way. Literally, I have my reasons for not learning how to tie my shoes until I was 13. Uh, it was hard, people that know my backstory, it was hard doing it growing up and I always wore slip-on shoes, and it looked it looked horrible. The only slip-on shoes you should have is a slipper. <laughs> yeah, I but, wear slip-on shoes, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But <laughs> but uh, I've never traveled to the West Coast. I'm trying to, though, and my dad, he doesn't have any tattoos. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. All right, last one for me, and then we'll go to John. I don't know how to ride a bike. I've traveled to New York City every year from 2018 to 2020. I have been stung by a jellyfish. I feel like we've talked about you going to New York. I feel like that one's true. So you can rule that one out. Now it's between the last two. I think it's the jellyfish because I would like to think you know how to ride a bike, but I don't. I think I'm gonna go with the jellyfish. That is correct. I have never been stung by a jellyfish. I don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> Here I am at 22, failing at life, but that's okay. <laughs> I, like, with uh, tying shoes, I try to learn how to. It was easy with the training wheels on. It's always easy, but then you take them off and you have to balance, and it was just never easy, so. You fall a lot. That, too. <laughs> and so I am in no rush to ever learn how to ride a bike. All right, well, those are my two truths and one lie. John, I know you have your note card. Let's see if I can guess as well. All right. Go ahead. So the first one, I have three siblings. When I was in high school, I played basketball. And then my favorite film series of all time is Star Wars. All right. Um, I know you a little bit. I, I can't recall if you have, if you ever showed me pictures with siblings. Basketball. I know you call basketball. I don't recall you ever seeing you play basketball. 
in Star Wars. I don't know, you kind of seem like a Star Wars guy. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm just going to take a random guess here. I'm going to say, uh, mm, I'll go with the basketball. That's a lie. That is a lie. That is, that is true. Oh, that's I've true. I played basketball Dang. for one year when I was in middle school. Okay. I never played after that. I know a lot about basketball, just never played it. Okay. So which one was the lie? Was it Star that, Wars? that was the bas or the basketball one was the lie. Oh, the basketball one. That's so I got it right. You got it right. Nice. <laughs> All right. Next set right. of statements. The second one. I have a Nutcracker collection in my room. My favorite music artist of all time is Frank Sinatra. And the first job I ever had was at McDonald's. I feel like everyone's first job is at McDonald's. <laughs> Mine's at Arby's, and I'm still there, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, hmm. I, I don't know about Frank Sinatra. I don't know. You, I know whenever down in the combo center getting ready for basketball, you know pretty much all the rap songs they play. Nutcrackers. Hmm. Let's see. I don't know. I'm going to go with the Nutcrackers. I don't know. That just seems too outlandish. That one is incorrect. Dang. I've never worked at McDonald's, McDonald's ever. Okay. Uh, the reason for the Nutcrackers, quick backstory, um, my aunt gives them to me every year as a Christmas gift. Okay. Never really, uh, <laughs> not, don't know why. They're just like the Christmas-themed Nutcrackers. <laughs> right. So they just are in my room. And okay. I, I love Frank Sinatra. He's my okay. favorite music artist. Never worked at McDonald's. Ever. Okay, so is that one that threw me off? Because it's, it's like almost everyone's first job is in fact. It's true. Food. Pretty much every single one of my friends have worked at McDonald's, <laughs> except for me. Well, you can't count yourself lucky. All right, last set. And then uh, when I was in high school, I was the prom king. Uh, I have a dog at home, and her name is Penny. And my favorite brand of shoes are Vans. Well, let's see. You're wearing Vans right now. Yeah. So I'm going to roll that out. <laughs> I know we were just talking about this past week about we were looking at old photos. I'm pretty sure you said that you won prom king in high school, so I'm going to go with your dog, with a dog named Penny. That is correct. Nice. I do know, that is my girlfriend's dog, actually. That okay. is her. She's okay. the cutest dog in the world, but it's not mine. I knew it. <laughs> Maybe you should have worn a different pair of shoes. I, it would have thrown I, me off. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that whenever I got ready this morning. In hindsight, it's probably the probably was the better choice to wear something else. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I feel like you and I, we, we rock the Vans down here in the oh, media I, suite. I love them. I love my Vans. I don't have them on today, though, but that's okay. All right. Well, that is how you play Two Truths and One Lie. That was a lot of fun. I'll have to definitely play that game again. But seeing what time it is, uh, it's time for the show to be over. I would like to thank all my guests from today, Rachel Michaels and John, for joining me. I'd like to thank all of you for watching and Thank you to everyone, Gary, for working in the control room as well. I won't be back with another new episode in two weeks because we leave for spring break next week. And so, with that being said, be sure to join us again in three weeks' time on March 17th for a new episode. And do please have a safe and relaxing spring break. Don't forget, you can always stay up to date and follow CUTV, WCAL, and the Cal Times on all of its social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, don't forget to, to subscribe to our YouTube page, CUTV Sports One, for my show and all the content we bring to you as the semester goes on. Well, that is it for today. So until next time, please wear a mask, stay safe, stay six feet apart, 
and stay beautiful. Bye, everybody.